Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Katie McCabe, how are you? How are you, lads? All good. We're very, very excited about the summer. Now, if we're excited, then you must be off the scale. I'm still in club mode right now. I think when that finishes up, I get a bit of time off and then home, landing in Dublin. And then I think that's when the World Cup excitement will kick in when I'm back um, in the homeland and yeah, ready to prepare. It's funny yeah, like, because it, he and I, Dermot and I, are, are massively excited about the potential for what this summer is going to mean to Irish football and particularly Irish, Irish women's football and Irish sport in general. But like, yeah, what he's mostly saying is that we're trying to get to Australia. <laughs> That's what we're also really Katie, excited about. We're going yeah, to be there. It's Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're trying to use this radio show as a way to get there. So I think, Kate, next time you're in a team meeting, you just go, you know what we need, lads? We need Dermot and Dave in Australia. That would yeah. really help us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, but look, it, it is a massive event. It, it's a massive achievement to have gotten this far. But now that we're this far, tell me you guys believe that there's there's a path that we can take the, on and challenge for this World Cup. Yeah, of course. I think um, ever since our, our journey began with, with Vera coming in, um, you could talk about the highs and lows of the last few years in terms of, um, yeah, obviously not qualifying for the Euros at the time and missing out on that sort of not home tournament but across the water um which I was then at a lot of the games and you're sitting there thinking wouldn't it be great if I was I was playing in this and um I think that added extra fuel to the fire going into that World Cup campaign um yeah to really kind of hang on to that Euros um yeah missing out on the Euros and then kicking on further and um yeah the whole World Cup campaign was was up and down um the results and then especially towards that back end of the, the campaign with the playoff system and having to beat Finland and maybe playing Austria or Scotland, getting Scotland um away from Scotland and then um yeah getting the win out there. So it was an incredible yeah. journey. But the level of growth I've seen from the team over the last few years has has really been yeah a joy to watch and a joy to be part of because you can see everyone stepping up and yeah really looking to cement their place um, in that World Cup squad come July and obviously give Vera the biggest head, headache possible. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we don't want to just get to the World Cup. We want to be there and compete and take part in it. We don't just want to be another another team and just be happy to be there. We want to push and compete and look to get out of that group. Um, I hear a lot of people call it the group of death and it's a difficult one. Um, You've obviously got the hosts. Um, you've got Nigeria, who I know have a lot of talents, and the the Olympic champions in in oh, Canada. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh yeah, it's going to be a difficult task, but that's what playing on the world stage is all about. But wasn't it, you know, something that Vera and players like yourselves wanted to instill into the team was we want to play the best. You know, we want to play the the teams that are going to give us the best opposition and and test us to our limits and you can do that now on a global stage yeah absolutely um if you look at if you kind of delve back in uh, maybe a year or two ago before we started um the world cup campaign we we went on a run i think six six or seven games where we didn't we didn't win a match and that was down to vera wanting to test us against higher ranked opposition and that sort of yeah pr those pressure games and not having a lot of the ball getting frustrated but when we get the ball to to take care of it and yeah, be be cautious of what we want to do. And 
we knew then going into the campaign, having gone through those sort of tough games uh, against the likes of Germany and stuff, where you're prepared for that when you have to play Sweden, um, who's the, I think it was the number one ranked team in the world at the time. Um, Finland, um, difficult game against Slovakia as well. So, yeah, it's all in preparation and you can see what she's trying to do by bringing us to the USA to to play <laughs> the best team. The best team. Um, yeah, um, yeah, in quick succession over there, two games in 10 days. Um, and yeah, and I think we did. We really, um, we looked to... We looked a good side against them um, for, for a lot of moments and, and having played America before um, a couple of years ago, there's, there's a massive improvement, um, not just from a physical point of view and footballing point of view, but from a mentality perspective as well. Yeah, I, I've been in Tatla for a lot of the games and the atmosphere at a women's game is unbelievable. And particularly the Irish ones. I've been to across the water to a few games as well. I, I support a rival team, so we won't talk too much about that, Katie. But yeah. um, but no, but honestly, like it, there's something special about Tatla Stadium. And I'm so glad that like even the, the warm-up games as part, you know, say the big one against France, like that could easily be moved to the Aviva. And look, it, you will, you guys will play there. It will be amazing. But I just love the atmosphere in Tala what it means when when you qualified I was there in the stadium it was just like it's goosebump stuff all the time like yeah it's incredible our fans the 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 last few years the attendances at Tallah Stadium have grown and grown after each game we play there and seeing the yeah the joy on young girls faces when you go up and and sign their shirts or sign their ticket or or give away your boots Katie as you almost you do almost every game or give away your boots and I think like that's that's what makes this team so special is because we want to yeah we want to relate to our fans we want to inspire the next generation and um yeah I think there was a lot of noise during the the World Cup campaign from um, journalists and whatnot about playing at the Aviva and playing all these big games at the Aviva but it wasn't it's, it's not the right time I think we'll get our, our day at the Aviva mm. um, that's for sure and rightly so but Tala is our home and we love playing there um, we've made it a hard place to come and get a result and um, yeah that connection you have with the fans they're like on top of it almost um, which is which is really yeah it's really something special and we don't want to lose that and Tala are building a new um a new stand. A new stand, so it'll get even better. <laughs> yeah. You're at the business end of the league season now at the moment. Um, and obviously it's a very professional setup that you're used to week in, week out. What's the difference, if any, when you're shifting from your your Arsenal home into the Ireland camp? And is there anything that in your day-to-day professional setup that you've tried to instill into the international setup setup um it's always different kind of taking your club hat off to then go into um obviously meet up with with your um your national team um well to be honest like this like the the setup we've have with Ireland now is obviously the best I've ever seen the resources we have the facilities we play at um the support network we have around the team, whether it's from a technical point of view and performance side of things to to medical as well, and um yeah, that's one thing I can't I can't complain at all. Um, but for me, like coming across, it's just being as consistent as I can. Um, you have to play with um yeah a high standard um level um when you when you're 
competing against the best players and trying to get a position at Arsenal on the pitch and in the starting eleven each week. So I think bringing that consistency over with Ireland and um, bringing in those standards I set at club each day um, to show whether that's maybe younger girls coming in, what the level is and um, yeah, what the what the intensity is at the, the highest level possible in, in England. And the exposure that we've had to the WSL over the last couple of years, and look, a lot of it is, is because obviously, look, we watch English broadcasters. Obviously, the English women went and won the the the, the Euros and all that. So it, it's really jumped. And like it, you have to understand, like like so, I have eight year old twins, right? And they grew up. They were brought up in a Man United house, and my wife's a Spurs fan, so that's even worse probably for you. But I never um, want to go to dinner at your house. No, you definitely don't. <laughs> but but when they were five they wanted Rashford and Bruno Fernandes on the back of their shirts. And now they, the two of them have Katie, they have McCabe 11. I'm not joking. McCabe 11 on their Ireland shirts. And they do have Toon and Russo on, on their United shirts. That's but the fair. fact, but no, but the fact that they have Toon and Russo on their shirts and they have Katie McCabe in their Ireland shirts and they don't have, you know, an Irish international and they don't have a Manchester United men's team player. This is what they want. They asked me for the tops, you know, yeah. at the start of the season. And, and I say to them, okay, who do you want in the back of your shirt? And they, they now have role models you know, as eight-year-olds, that they when they were five, like even then, the exposure wasn't there. It's just such a massive growth. Yeah, it's been incredible, and I think obviously the FA in England have done a fantastic job. Um, there was a picture uh, about two weeks ago. It was the UEFA Champions League semi-final photo of Arsenal ten years ago, um, playing Wolfsburg, and there was I think just over a thousand people at Boreham Wood. Oh my god! Ten. 10 years later, we're selling out the Emirates, 60,000 people to come yeah. and watch um, the exact same game 10, 10 years apart. So that just goes to show you how, how much it's, it's grown. And to go back to even Ireland, like within the Women's National League, you can see um, the support growing around it, like it's trying to be more visible. It's It's gone on TG Akaha and obviously RTE will cover our games um, from a national team point of view. And mm. um when I was when I was young, like you said, my idols were Damien Duff and Robbie Keane, and that's who I was asking for on the back of my shirt. I didn't know who Emma Byrne was or Kira yeah. Grant, John Tracy. I didn't know who these players were until it was made visible to me. Um, and it was my dad actually who turned on the the TV. Uh, it was one game a year, FA Cup final, Arsenal Everton. And he was like, watch the women there play. I was like, Arsenal women? What? It's not a thing, is it? And um, yeah, it became visible to me that I could maybe grow up and, and do that one day too. And I think that's what's important now is not just obviously the visibility being so important, but the accessibility as well around um, like community clubs, having girls teams, um, even if it is a boys team, letting girls play. Um, obviously in Dublin, yeah, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of access to clubs, but even those rural parts of Ireland where you might have that one Denise O'Sullivan from Cork or Amber Barrett up in Donegal, um, when they're young, like how do they get to play? How do they get to access a football team? And I think we need to keep pushing that. And I know from an FAI point of view, that's it's what they're really trying to do is um, yeah, increase the level of participation at a grassroots level. Well, I know you've you've teamed up with Cadbury, haven't you, and, uh, and the FAI, and that's exactly what you're trying to do here at home. It's one thing getting the English games, you know, broadcast into our sitting rooms, but as you say, it's the stuff we can do here at home that that's going to actually reach the kids in the national school up the road. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like when I team up with brands and and kind of companies, I like to see what they 
yeah what their values are and what and how they're going to kind of give back and when Cabri obviously came um came up and we got speaking to them it was a no-brainer for me to to get working with them their partnership and the work they do with the FAI is obviously to promote um grassroots football to women um at a senior level so that'd be like teams that were important to me like Rohini United they were my senior team that I represented in the women's national league um so it's going to be so what they're trying to do is obviously drive awareness of the game and kind of encourage participation um through the support on a half campaign um which is obviously a, a really important campaign um by supporting these types of clubs whether it's facilities um yeah kits um yeah so it's a fantastic initiative and something I'm really proud to be part of yeah, that's brilliant. I was down with Savannah McCarthy actually uh, in one of the grassroots ah. clubs down in Eden Derry and uh, with Cadbury and we were doing work with them and just going out and getting the backroom staff of the, the team in Eden Derry. But it was a woman who had been there forever. She runs the whole show. like So whether it's like getting tea, teas at halftime, whatever, but also washing the jerseys, putting them out, doing the accounts. This one woman just ran the whole football club. So myself and Savannah went down and surprised her with so much crack. But they're the types of things, though, as you said, though, it makes such a difference to celebrate the people yeah. who are who are making a difference in the community. Absolutely. Um, the volunteers, even around my um, community team, Kilimane, when I was growing up, um, I remember Paddy, he's still there, cuts the grass for the kids uh, every week. And um, yeah, his name's Downey. He put the put the goals out. They'd be dragging the, the nine-a-side goals out. Um, it's, it's too, like my mates, dads and parents and stuff, they'd all be doing it. Um, and yeah, you can't forget those people. And I still, when I go home, I still see them to this day. And uh, yeah, they're so important to the community and, and what they give to young kids um, to be able. I, to I, co- I coached my daughter's team and, and Kilna Manor were in our league, but they got promoted because they're just they're just too strong for the under nine. So they, oh, really? we, we stayed down in the third league and they've gone up to the first and we leave them go. They're that strong. <laughs> but it's crazy. Like I, when I was growing up at Kilna Manor, I was the only girl on the team for yeah. years, years and years. And now I got home and my niece um, is playing on an all-girls team. There's like so many um, all-girls teams within the Kilimana setup now. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's incredible to see when I go home. I try obviously go and watch a couple of the training sessions. Um, but yeah, it's important to, to touch back and um, yeah, kind of remember where you came well, from. We'll welcome you out in Pormarnock AFC anytime you're back. Just drop over like and say hello. That's you that'd did. be my local beat, like the beach I used to go to when I was younger. So, well, come on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're out uh, of my missus is from Mahini. I mean, there's so many connections here. Part of the Arsenal thing, you're fine. There you go. Listen, Katie, just pop out to Port Marnock Beach. You'll always see Dave there taking pictures of his car for Instagram. <laughs> He'll, he's there. He's there every day. <laughs> but come, come here, the World Cup, obviously, you know, the Irish games uh, happen at the end of July, and that's when we're all going to be glued to our tellies. Um, those like of us who can't, yeah, 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 but during our radio show, live commentary, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're already a household name, but I think that tournament is going to make you and your teammates, you know, really, really well known, not only in Ireland but around the world. Are you ready for that level of fame? Yeah, I think, um, for me, it's just about not really thinking of that, um, it's more so. I'm going to give you a boring answer, but it is just about the football for me um, and focusing on getting results for the team and going, being going, like being prepared enough to go into that um, fresh from a physical point of view and a mental point of view to, yeah, to, to have that, um, yeah, the, the, 
90-90 moments that we had back back in the day. Um, that my mom and dad would remember. I wouldn't, but um, I mean, even remember obviously the World Cup two thousand and two. Um, the street parties, and yeah. we want to create that again. We want to. If people aren't a fan of the women's national team now, we want to make sure they are post World Cup, and we're happy for people to to hop on the wagon and get behind us and. That's why, uh, for me, the Irish fans are always the best in the world. So no matter what sport it is, who's competing for the, yeah, and representing the tricolour, um, we always get behind them no matter what. Um, I think it was Ben Healy who won uh, it, the, the racing out in, in Italy during the week, and it was just fantastic yeah. to see. Um, you don't have to be a, a racing fan to, to support that, but once you see the the Ireland flag, yeah, you're right behind <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, we're ready for for those levels of fame. We want the Katie McCabe action figures, uh, the school <laughs> lunch boxes, <laughs> the whole lot. Hopefully, I have to get you two McCabe shorts first. Oh, yeah. sign McCabe shorts. Yeah, hang um, them up for listen, sure. Just run all your merch deals through us. We'll look after everything. We take a big cut. Send me an Ireland shirt, not an Arsenal shirt, as long as that's the only thing. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Come here. It's so good to talk to you. Look, I know we probably, hopefully, will catch up between now and the World Cup. But if we don't, yeah. will you please pass on our best uh, wishes and all the luck in the world to you guys uh, going out to Australia to represent us? We will hopefully be out there with you. You never know; these things might fall at the final hurdle, but we're nearly there. But look, yeah. we really can't wait for the tournament. It's going to be absolutely amazing. What a thing for Irish sports! So, congratulations, early congratulations on whatever you achieve when you're out there. Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today.